computer. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hello Hosty podcast. Today I am joined by Danius Podolinskis of Stay in London Apartments. Is it Stay in London Apartments or just Stay in London? Just Stay in London, yeah. Stay in London. Danius is operating 26 units and has done so for the for started seven years ago. Thank you for joining us today, Danius. Thanks for having me. So um, let's get straight straight into it. Uh, who are you and what is the service that, that you offer? What does Stay in London do? So we manage, just like you said, 26 properties, uh, all of them in central London. And we really focus on, um, let's say, properties that are slightly larger, slightly fancier, I would probably say. And kind of try and service that 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 market, but but you know I guess our selling point is you know we try to really stay personal. We spend a lot of time working with our clients, hosts, the property owners, because you know I I personally believe that the large management agencies they you know they've grown so rapidly. I think they've lost the touch a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we really try to keep the, the the human aspect of you know of managing the properties that also. I guess giving giving peace of mind to the property owners because they are in fact handing over you know millions of pounds worth of property to us. So yeah. they really to have that you know human connection and and kind of assurance that we're going to look after it as our own. Yeah, that's um that's that's a very valid point there that they have that they're handing over possibly the largest purchase they've ever made or ever will make to your hands. Yeah. So they have to really feel that right. you're 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 up to task. Um, exactly. you, you meant. You mentioned that you you aim for the uh, the larger and the more luxury of the uh, on the spectrum. Let's talk a little bit about luxury. What how do you define uh, luxury? I would probably say size. I mean, definitely size is the luxury in London. So you know, got a few properties that have you know outside space, a private garden, you know, three four bedrooms, um, you know, a dining area, a living room. You know things that not all of the London properties have, or the ones that they do. You know they are considered as as luxury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I had a conversation recently with somebody about the definition of luxury, and they were saying that um, they were over in the US um, in the Rocky Mountains, and they were saying that their definition of luxury um, it, 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 it can be you can have like a really small place, and but to turn it luxury would be to have comforts which are not otherwise present. Um, you know, typically. Which I, you know, obviously luxury can mean many different things, and you're right. In London, in London, space is a luxury, um, absolutely. Yeah, for example, in the United States, very often, um, you know, condos they wouldn't even have a washing machine inside of the property, which is kind of standard in London. You know, they yeah. have a commute. Yeah. So I mean, I've stayed a few in LA, for example, that weren't cheap, but it's just kind of the setup that they have. Is yeah. They would they would have the 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 washing facilities outside of the unit, which was yeah. very weird for us. Uh, but yeah, it, absolutely. I, would give it a standard, yeah. I guess uh, for uh, Asians like Southeast Asians that come to London, us not having uh, staff to clean. Uh, I've, I've had guests previously who have like complained that we didn't provide slippers and and cleaners to come and clean the the floor every day because they obviously they wander around barefoot in the home, and um, it's just a different culture, you know. Like uh, yeah. luxury is different for different people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what led you to this point? What were you doing prior to um, to running uh, serviced accommodation? Sure. So I actually used to work part-time for one of the big agencies back back in the day. And I kind of, I experienced firsthand, I suppose, the mistakes they were making. And, uh, you know, I had to deal with some of the unhappy clients that they had. 
And I just thought, you know what, I can do this better. And, and that's how I started my business essentially with just a couple of properties. Um, and, and interestingly, one of them, you know, we still managed that's, you know, seven years of, of cooperation. So, yeah. so yeah, it was kind of the initial starting point for us. And then yeah. of course we've grown ever since. Yeah. So, uh, how would you, this is a big topic for property managers. I'm sure you know, it is how do you handle onboarding or like the, the, the flow of new business. So the new properties coming on, how does that happen? Uh, sure. So of course we utilize, um, the internet. I mean, most of, you know, searches for services, they, they start on Google and, and I suppose we, we, um, we spend a lot of time kind of maintaining our website, making sure it's personal that, you know, right. it communicates the right points that we want to, you know, get across to, to our yeah. property owners. Um, and I suppose we also, well, we pick the properties that we know are going to perform well. So, you know, we, I've turned down on a couple this week, essentially, because we just, we realized that it wouldn't generate enough revenue for them to, to be, to be happy. Um, and, 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 you know, it just doesn't make sense financially for them to have a short term solution when, you know, going for like a standard AST, they would, they would make probably the same amount of money. So sometimes, you know, we spend time also educating our potential clients and saying, look, you really have to consider these factors. You know, and very often, if you want to succeed, I suppose, in, in short-term industry in London, I think location, well, like for any property is very important. But I think, you know, what we find very often is that, you know, if it doesn't have decent, well, good um, transport connections, then it just isn't going to work because people will come for three nights. They want to stay close to transport. So it doesn't have to be central London necessarily, but they just want to be very well connected. And yeah. if the property is very well connected, this is what we say to the clients. We say, look, you know, because of that, it's gonna, it's not gonna perform as you would expect it. Yeah. And we do down some of the properties. So we kind of we also uh we don't cherry pick, but we just pick property owners and properties that are in good condition and in a good location that we know yeah. are gonna be Yeah. Do you do you also do um as a property manager, do do you do re renovations? Would you prepare a property for a, a property owner? No, we don't. And we've thought about it, but you know, it's not essentially what our core business is. We're not experts yeah. of this. I mean, I've renovated my own flat a couple of years ago and I, yeah. I realized that I have no clue about how this works. Mm. So it's really want to focus on managing, you know, managing the, the reservations, managing yeah. the guests rather than, you know, moving into, I would probably say construction business because yeah. that's what it is. You know, we, we can of course give some advice uh, yeah. to our clients. Okay what a successful airbnb should look mm -hmm. like but we wouldn't get involved in you know kind of we're seeing the renovation and hiring you know the tradesmen to do the work i've i've um i found a little a hack i mean if my my partner is an interior designer you can see this place around me uh, right <laughs> and uh, because often property property owners will come to us and they'll say i've got this amazing property i think it'd be perfect for you guys to manage and i turn up and there's been like 15 students living in there drawing on the walls and i'm like this place is not amazing you can't rent this out to people who wants to come and stay here but my partner being an interior designer then i say look have a chat with my you know partner interior designer and uh and she goes and creates spaces like this um and then they come to our property management business and then we can take them on so i mean i just a thought perhaps um, there i mean there are there are a lot of interior designers out there but you could you can have a chat with one and say if if somebody i'm sure you get people coming to you with properties that aren't suitable you can just say to them, connect with an interior designer, come back and chat to me once you're, once you're ready. We do that. Yeah. But we don't, yeah. don't take it on because it's a completely different business. Yeah. It's a different, it's a, it is a different business. Yeah, it is. 
Yeah. And there's 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 already there's enough challenges to to fight in 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 our property management business, let alone uh, the the challenge of interior design as well. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, what's the current bottleneck in your business, if there is one? Uh, bottleneck. Um, hmm. I mean, I suppose the operational side of things is always a, a bit of a challenge for us because you know we've twenty six properties. We will have days when, let's say, we'll have 12 checkouts and 12 yeah. check-ins, I guess, and, and a very small window, um, you know, between, let's say, ch checkout and check-in of the new guest when we have time to to clean the property and make sure everything's ready for the new guest. So I guess sometimes we, you know, it's a challenge, but, you know, we've got partners and over the years, you know, we've, we've kind of cultivated those relationships and, you know, we know how to manage that. But I think for any property manager, that's always going to be a challenge, I suppose, um, just to you know just just to be able to do a good job in a very limited amount of time and, yeah um, and and you know motivating people so that you have the same people who know the properties who know you know how to do proper housekeeping and yeah you know not just and that you know it's not just cleaning it's actually making it ready for the next yeah. guest they're not cleaners yeah, yeah exactly. they're not cleaners and they're more than that yeah yeah exactly so i suppose that's that's the that's the challenge um i guess the other the other side of things is um I don't know, maybe like software related is, is making sure that whoever reserved the property is the person arriving and kind of making sure that uh, there aren't any kind of security or risk mm. issue addressing that. Um, but I suppose software is kind of, you know, we're, we're looking at a few solutions that would help us kind of make sure that, um, you know, we've checked the ID and uh, you know, that, that's one of them, right? Yeah, that's one of the, yeah, one of the solutions that yeah. we're kind of Filing right now to see yes. if you know be a good fit, and and hopefully that would uh, take away lots of our problems. How's it going with Superhog right now? Uh, I mean, we we recommend our clients to use them as as an insurance policy for short term stays because you know they have they have various kind of custom made solutions depending yep. on what you insure and, and level of coverage and and stuff like that. But I suppose um, um, we are. Yeah, we are exploring other ways of of working with them, so that you know we also we we, we have solutions how we can check, verify, and 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 make sure we don't have any issues later on, and and it's essentially using software and automating it as much as we can. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Um, I I mean I've not actually trialed um Superhog yet, but I've heard really good things about it. Um, yeah, I've met the guys at trade shows uh from Superhog and um Leo. And uh, yeah, I mean, a product like that that can kind of really deep dive into your guest and sort of just make sure they are who they say they are, back them up. Seems like a good solution, particularly and, and in I think, London, you know. I I also like working with UK-based businesses because it's always, you know, they understand your business much better. They know what works, they know what doesn't. Uh, rather than having a global solution, American or I don't know, any other a country where you know it's it's hard to connect to them they work in a different time zone and and very often just don't know the mm -hmm. the, the the intricacies of your business i suppose so 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 super hog and hard hog is one of the solutions based in the uk but we also use our own software for managing our reservations that is also uk based they're a small niche you know might not have all of the functionalities but you know they understand the business there's somebody at the end of the phone by the end of the line, I can call and and I like I have relationships, so I really yeah. foster those relationships with well, 
I wouldn't say local, but let's say UK-based uh, yeah. businesses. Same time zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, or at least our difference, but you know. Yeah. Not... yeah, yeah, sure. I understand that. So uh, on that topic, how do you how do you how do you manage a business that requires you or a member of your team to be available twenty four hours around the clock or always on hand? Uh, well, we try to manage the expectation. I don't think any business, you know, should be um, available twenty four seven. I think we all need to sleep and yeah. you know spend time with our loved ones. Um, I think we we've spent time making sure that all of the instructions are very detailed, so if our guests arrive very late. Uh, you know, they 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 have information that they can rely on and to resolve any small issues. Yeah. If it's an emergency, they shouldn't be calling us anyway. They should be calling the fire brigade or the police. You know, yes, um, yeah, yeah. We, we we make that clear, and and I really also want to, you know, manage that that expectation. I, I don't think they should be calling us at two a.m. to to yeah. ask how to turn on the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but but I suppose yes, we do get you know people who still call us, who still message us. But I also kind of. I, I try to set boundaries as well and say, look, you know, we're available during working hours and sure. you know, during certain amount of hours over the weekend, but we're not necessarily twenty four seven hour business. Yeah. Per se. So you you've got you've got team. Let's talk about your team a little bit. Um how do how do you how does your team work? Are they outsourced, in house? Where are they based? So I have three people that are in house that kind of help me with everyday operations, uh, with you know, speaking to the clients and then I outsource the housekeeping side of things, but yeah. the company that we work with, you know, they've been in the business for years, and we've been working with them for a long time. We've been working with them for quite a long time, so we have a very good relationship. You know, Slack chat and things like that, uh, okay. where we can meet kind of daily issues. Yeah, um, it, I did used to have in-house housekeeping team, and you know, I guess it also limits your growth a little bit because you know you can't you can't grow as quickly yeah. and you. Can't, these like we had to do it over COVID. You know, we didn't need all of that resource, so I yeah. think it gives flexibility. Of course, we're paying a lot more than we would, I suppose. Yeah, but we like that. And again, we're not experts in housekeeping. Um, we are experts in as experts in managing, you know, identifying the properties, managing the reservation, speaking to the guests. But we really like giving it to the experts who know how to do this. Yeah. Um, have you Have you tried? Turno? No, not yet. Maybe oh. that's something to consider. Recently, it, it, in London, I mean, I've been working with an amazing team in London for the last 15 years, super good, um, but they didn't want to go to one area that I was working with. So I went to Turno, and now I found somebody incredible through Turno, a company incredible through yeah. Turno. I mean, uh, they are, I mean, I, I, I'd never had the need to try it before. I gave it a go. It was really good. So if you ever feel that you're in a bit of a, a pickle, you need someone, Check Turno out. That's a, a little plug for them because um, oh, yeah, it, it was a really good solution. And um, and the, the guys that I found, they don't just handle cleaning; they handle laundry, they handle maintenance. Um, also in London, a company that I've come across recently that are amazing, Silver Saints. Do you have you heard of these guys? No, never. I shouldn't publicize them too much because I don't want them to change. Because right now they're perfect, but they're um, they're a maintenance firm, right? And they're London based. They've got a team of like 20 maintenance guys. You book right. via via the website. You book the the call. They turn up. They are like the happiest, friendliest, can-do attitude guys you've ever met. Like, they're, it's, it's, I don't know what they give them in the morning, but they all, they all step out of the factory in the morning, like super on point, ready to just handle the challenge. 
and uh and one thing they do is they guarantee their work so we had a leak in a property that was like constant going back going back couldn't find it couldn't find it, it was to the shower anyway i got these guys in and because they guarantee their work it was one fee and they came back twice but now the leak's gone they're like really motivated to fix so silver saints i do recommend them. i'll definitely call them because yeah i think that's one of the other issues that we've we've been having as well of course you know we want to work with properties that don't have any major technical issues and and this is what we stress to our property owners we say look you know we help you with the maintenance but again we're not a maintenance business you know we'll outsource the and we can you know over see it you know we can't and i think sometimes it it can be a challenge you know because of let's say how big the quote is or you know managing the expectation of the property owner Mm. so i think having a reliable uh maintenance partner i think Big, that's yeah. interesting your your model is 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 like that because the way that we've done it is we sort of say to the property owner listen we're just you just give us the place we manage it for you you can just go away and we'll just give you we give you a statement every month and don't worry about a thing but i guess it's kind of maybe a little bit unnecessary that we do so much because really they don't they just need someone to manage bookings guest arrivals cleaning check-in check-out but maintenance and everything else that's uh that is an that's an added service um, which costs us a lot yeah. of time, and, and like, we don't pay for it. Obviously, they pay for it, but it's still it's still like cognitive capacity and time and labor hours, etc. Yeah, and I think very often property owners don't realize how much how many hours go into managing, you know, tradesmen coming in and out, making the appointments. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we tried to yeah, it is part of our contract, but um, mm. but we also kind of we make it. Well, I tried to make it clear to our clients that look, it's a very time consuming. Um, piece of work that's not directly, you know, that's not really managing guests and reservations. And we really want them to spend time in preparing the property so that, you know, the boiler doesn't break down. So you have to do maintenance, you have to do like your boiler checks, you have to do all of the, all of these things that to make sure that it doesn't break down and it doesn't happen. And and we yeah. do have, let's say, I've got, well, a few property owners that really want to get involved with this. They, they, they enjoy this weirdly. Um, uh, so they want to kind of keep track. They want to know, you know, who fixed the boiler, what was done. They want to get into it. And they, mm-hmm. you know, they say, you know, I'll I'll arrange everything. You just make sure that they can get in and you supervise them. Yeah. But uh, they want to get involved. So that's, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Only few. Only few. Yeah. The property owners I, I, I work with are like, Sometimes there's definitely a boundary. I mean, we had to restructure our contracts to say we are responsible. We will manage the maintenance for everything up to and including the plasterboard in the walls. Beyond that, it's not us. So if you've got a damp, if you've got a roof leaking, I'm happy to give you a telephone number for somebody, but we're not going to be managing this. Uh, managing this. Absolutely. Some of them push yeah. it you know, to, to the extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then there's also the issue of liability, you know. What if things go wrong after you've yeah. got, I don't know, you know, I think there's also a big risk and, and we're not in the contract to say like, look, we're not going to take that on, you know, yeah. there's a problem, then you have to get an all. I think maybe we're going to have to review our contracts one more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, as, a, as a host, what do you spend most of your time doing day to day? I spend most of my time, I suppose, on our presence on the internet and making sure that our, my potential clients and current clients are happy. I suppose the the owner side of things rather than the, the, the you know, the day-to-day, you know, speaking to the clients. Yeah. But I do spend quite a bit of time, you know, visiting the properties, just, you know, making sure everything is there and speaking to my team. 
how we can do things better, how we can mm-hmm. improve things and automate stuff that we want to automate, and at the same time, not automating things that we don't know, we don't, we don't want to automate. Yeah. So, yeah, and I enjoy like going to the apartments to check if things are working, what we can improve, and and sometimes even you know, on the off chance, I meet guests that are leaving and just have a chat with them and ask them like, what did they enjoy, what they didn't enjoy, and mm-hmm. you know, we I'm even you know for all of the properties. We write like recommendations where they can go, like the nicest yeah. coffee shop or the nicest, I don't know, ramen place down the road. Yeah. So that you know that experience is not, you know, it is not, it, it's not just a hotel. It's just you get the whole package of you know the area. You, you get to know, you know, just you know, give them recommendations of things that you know you would do if you lived there as a Londoner. And I think yeah, this is what we really appreciate. Um, you know, when they stay in one of our apartments that we look after. Yeah. Superb. Superb. So, um, so looking back, what advice would you give yourself when you first started out? Uh, I suppose, um, I suppose have the strength to say no, I suppose we, I've worked with a few properties that were, you know, I kind of, I didn't have the knowledge and I thought that it's going to work and it didn't. Of course, you know, it was a good lesson for me, but I, I think I was struggling to say no to some of my potential clients. So now, I mean, of course, I've learned through that, and 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 even sometimes I even struggle now to say, look, you know, it's just not going to work for this particular property. So I guess say no, um, but at the same time, maybe just being a bit more bold and and saying yes to some of the others. You know, I've had a few where, you know, we're talking about like multi-million pound properties in Mayfair, and I just didn't take them on. I thought, you know, oh, really, just because it was probably like two, three thousand pounds a night, kind of, you know, yeah. Um, average daily rate and i just i thought you know what things can go wrong and it was you know they had like super expensive finishes and like expensive artwork and stuff yeah like that now i'm think i think back on it and i think you know what maybe we should try that yeah but then uh, that's it right uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. but you can learn from these things and next time a deal was on the table like that you grow and take on the bigger yeah. challenges yeah, yeah i suppose <laughs> So do you have any um any hacks or tips or tricks that you can share with um with other property managers? Um I suppose the writing up instructions for every apartment. Uh um let's say an example, we've got a property in, in South Ken actually, which has like a really tricky balcony door. Like I don't know who designed that, but um they're not a very good designer. But anyway, we have that door. And all of our guests like just kept struggling with that door. Mm-hmm. So we tried writing down instructions, taking 20 pictures, and again, the, the people would struggle. So what we did is I actually went there myself, and we filmed a video with me opening the door. Yeah. And now as part of our instructions, which are online, it's an online document. We don't, you know, we don't print, we don't have these house rules yeah. that are printed. So we yeah. just send them, a, and then they can click on the video, and they can see, and they can just look at me, you know, opening the door, and it just yeah. solved the problem. So I suppose the hack is just to spend as much time as you can thinking about all of the small details, you know, that I guess people should know when they're staying at the property, um, you know, with pictures and just give them as much information. Of course, most of them won't read it, but the ones that want to read it or that have a question, they might read it and it just saves you a lot of time. And I think it's just a very good experience for the guests because, you know, they can see that you you went all this length uh, you know describing all these things taking pictures and i think that's yeah. uh, and you know i'm in travel myself i travel a lot and i really don't want to interact with the it's weird i suppose but i don't want to interact with the property owner 
Yeah. I really love it when they have all of these instructions and I can just, you know, work things out for myself yeah. without bring them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess the hack is just to really spend time thinking about these things, take pictures of the thermostat, you know, think even things like, you know, how to wash, how to use the washer dryer, you know, which yeah. button to, and, and then it will save you a lot of time. I think uh, that's a, that's it. a great tip. That's a great tip. We do, we do exactly the same. We create, um, like PDF, uh, welcome books, guidebooks, we call it, that include yeah. like the arrival information, the house manual, welcome book. Um, and w in fact, with Hello Hosty and Alina, we create these for our users because Alina, the AI tool, uh, sends this yeah, yeah. to guests in communication. But um, exactly like what you said, we we make it, but the, my reference is we for our coffee machines because we put in kind of like fancy coffee machines and they're, right. kind of, they're kind of complicated. You don't need an engineering degree, but you at least need to have like an A-level. But uh, yeah, <laughs> and and, the, and this video, you know, a video of somebody said, "This is how you make the cappuccino." Uh, it it the guests, and also because it gives the, the the guest the opportunity, like you say, they don't have to speak to you, but they can connect with you for a video. They see you, they see yeah. you in yeah. the property, and it's yeah. like, oh, this is you know, this is Danius. I know this guy. You know, like this is kind of you know the connection they make. Yeah, it's a personal touch, I I suppose, and and I think when people travel. Very often, this is why they choose Airbnb because they don't want this kind of um, faceless um, experience of staying in a hotel. They really want to stay in somebody's home, and and they want yeah. to know that the real person behind all of this. And and yeah. that's a nice way of showing that. Yeah, look, I'm, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because uh, like you, I'm a traveler myself. I don't really like to interact with uh, the property manager unnecessarily. Like, come on, I'm on holiday, but um, I've figured out that. When looking for a property, if a place has like 150 five-star reviews, then I know the property manager lives like next to the property and everybody meets them and they're super involved in their life. Yeah. Because nobody gets there's like 150 five-star reviews unless the, the guest is like, I don't, you know, I met, the, I met the guy, I can't leave him four and a half stars. But yeah. flip side, if they feel a connection with you, guests, then it means that they will probably leave you a better review because they feel that connection. So like you said, like the video is a, a really good way to introduce yourself and connect yeah. with them on some kind of, on some kind of level. Danius, I'm going to draw the podcast to a close there, but if people want to find out more about you or about stay in London, how would they do that? Uh, just get in touch with us on our website, stayinlondon.co.uk. And yeah, we'll always, you know, find time to have a chat and, you know, sometimes, well, very often, actually some if I can't work with the property owner, you know, we have a conversation and I, you know, I point them in the right direction. I've even had a few where I said, you know what, you can actually, because you're only going away for a limited amount of time, you don't need a manager. You can try that yourself. You know, yes. it's easy to set up your profile on Airbnb. Um, you know, we can do, you need to do this, 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 and that, give them advice. And then, you know, maybe one day they will come back to me as a customer, but that's, yeah. you know, yeah. But uh, yeah, just get in touch with us on stayinlondon.co.uk. Stayinlondon.co.uk. All right. Yep. Awesome. Danius, thank you so much for the chat. That's been fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Lovely to speak to you.